Hello. And welcome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the warm welcome. Is that sarcasm? Because I don't feel like the welcome is particularly warm. It was uh, just... It's warm. It's just warm for you, I feel <laughs> like. It's, uh, it's a scale. Oh, okay. So that was warm for me. Uh-huh. Okay. Now I know how cold I must sound all the time. Because <laughs> I mean... Mm -hmm. That didn't... We all have things to figure out about ourselves, I think. That's how it, this usually works. Sure. Okay, here's this. I don't think it's necessarily an Australian thing. I think... Or uh, you think it's an Australia thing, right? You think Australians like Australians are, are just kind of naturally dry, right? No, I've, I've been told I'm exceptionally dry. Uh... Even by fellow Australians? Yeah, and that's mostly oh. who I run into on the streets, so yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I thought you meant internet people maybe, but you nope. meant actual no. real-life people. Like people I know and live with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay, so the scale is Australian, but then you're like on the far side of that scale. Right. I, I'm outside uh, the bell curve. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, when I thank you for the warm welcome, I'm not being sarcastic. I recognize it for what it is, and it's a warm welcome according to the Gospel of Samacron. <laughs> no, I don't. Gospel of Samacron? I don't know if I approve of that kind of terminology. Um, oh, goodness. Did I offend you somehow? All right. Uh, clearly. Uh, <laughs> crap. Uh, but it's warm for Samacron. It's warm for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's where we end up. Fair enough. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Cool. Bah. All right. Well, good stuff. Uh, what is going on in the world of StarCraft? Let's see. Bunny uh, got real, real bopped by a trap. Yeah, it just, it um... Was, it was kind of it was sad, actually. Just, just kind of stomped, yeah. Um, yeah. Solid 4 -er. I think total playtime was like 50 minutes for best of seven. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, it was rough. I mean... 50 seems a little high, but yeah. <laughs> it's around there for sure. Yeah, maybe like 45. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first three games were proxies. Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, it was just proxy stuff. I think the first two were. Okay, that might be it then. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I love one of the games. Poor Bunny is building a bunker at the top of his ramp, and two immortals wander in, and he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he didn't it's even like... have anything to in the bunker. <laughs> No, no. The bunker immediately cancels. He has to lift off his natural, and then he's just stuck in one base for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. That was brutal. Uh, yeah. Was it game three or four where Pratt pulled off the old force field, the army outside of their own main base maneuver? I think that was three. Yeah. 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 Keeping Which... people out of their bases, uh, out of their main, seems to be the go-to for GSL at the moment. Um it's a dick move <laughs> like, there's not a lot of stuff that makes me feel that way in starcraft it's like okay fine it's within the limits of the game but like bam force field you can't get in your own main maze to save it as i kill it it's just like oh it just hurts every time mm -hmm. reminds me of the days before ravagers when zerg had no answer to that right protoss yeah. left and right were just force fielding off zerg mains and zerg just like well let's see can roaches no zerg no hmm Hmm. Nope, none of this can get through. Cool, the end. Terran still don't have a way to get through it, do they? Like, they just have to wait. It's, well, if they have, uh, like, some medevacs, they can well, try. Pick up and go over it, sure. Like, sure. Uh, 
Battlecruisers should be able to Yamato them. There we go. Done. Ooh, I like that idea. Battlecruisers can... I mean, massive units can destroy them by walking over them. But So massive flying fly. units should be able to kill them if we're keeping everything logical and consistent, right? Sh sure, yeah. I agree with you on this. Logically this is, that's consistent. That's a good idea. That's how I think uh -huh. of StarCraft. Yep. Yep. Billion percent. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will email my contacts at Blizzard and in the next balance patch. <laughs> 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 Uh, I can't finish uh, that. I can't even finish that sentence. It's a sad laughter. Yeah, yeah. Um. But, mm, all right. So anyway, I mean, look, Trap is probably the best Protoss in the world currently. So I mean, losing to Trap here as Bunny is normal. Was anybody yeah. like, yeah, Bunny can do this? I don't think anybody really was. Um, I expected him to not get forward. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 right. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just the getting through to the right, finals. Right, right. Like, I, de I yeah. definitely favored Trap, but, I mean, Bunny should not have been forward. <laughs> nope. I think he was good enough to at least take a game or two. Well, and I think DRG is good enough to take a game off of Bunny in a best of five, so, I don't know. Sometimes mm -hmm. it happens, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that is the GSL's results. We do have... In a couple days here, we've got Dark versus Parting. That should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any, any guesses? Four hours? Uh, you know what? <laughs> Honestly, a 4-0 from Dark would not surprise me. Really? What does it look like give them? That'll be interesting. Um, yes, it will. Again, Parting, former world champion. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think Parting is like conniving enough that he can squeeze out a game no matter what so i, w I wouldn't call this a 4-0 i mean okay so you're saying he can he can successfully trick dark once at least at, at least minimum um okay uh gives it to dark 56 percent. so it's close really that yeah. is very close i am surprised mm -hmm. very surprised dang okay well that's good to know Still, <laughs> I think it's closer to a dark 4-0 than it is to a parting win. Mm. Going to narrow this down. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I don't know. I just Dark's a world champion. He's just he's used to Protoss shenanigans. He's going to be looking for proxies. He might even use a drone to scout around and look for proxies, which pff, blow my mind. Hmm. I mean, you have to treat parting with respect. It's not like Dark just does his normal stuff and just deals with all the bullcrap and wins, you know? Right. He's right. gonna have to. He's gonna have to work for it. He's gonna work for finding the proxies and scouting whatever the heck parting's doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Man, cast a game the other day uh, between Rainer and Zest. Okay. Either Zest or Trap. I get them confused. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. It's like they both have kind of similar play styles, and both they have four letters in their names and their Protoss and their Korean. What do you want from me? Mm -hmm. To remember which one's which, I don't think that's hard. Yeah, okay, I, that's fair. Or even just to remember what games you cast. If it was just you were watching a game on in the background while you did some work or something, I would understand. But you you actively cast this game and you don't remember mm -hmm. who was in it. Yes, three brain cells. Look, the playstyle is non-differential between any of the top Protoss right now. It's just, <laughs> right? You get out a ground army with Colossus and Immortals and maybe some Storm, and then you hard swap over into Sky Toss, and then dare the Zerg player to beat you. 
right? Like, come on. There's nothing unique about his play style compared to anybody else. Sure, but I mean, I would I would say that about any person. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, in general, right. just all like, the exactly. Purtles is boring. I'm I'm just messing with you. Uh, anyway, the point is, uh, it was a weird game just because we're gonna call him Zest. Zest did a big Sky Toss recall into Rainer's fourth. Uh-huh. Was able to kill it because okay, and then he just kind of marches through and kills the third and the natural and the main. Then Rainer's like, I got this. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> he lost every bit of tech that he had. Every piece of tech that he had, including the spawning pool. Did he have another spawning pool anywhere? No. He had to restart the entire tech, free, tech tree from spawning pool up. And he won the and game? What? No, he didn't. <laughs> because of course not. <laughs> yeah. No. He, but he somehow dragged it out another like eight or nine minutes after he lost his main. This was like a ton of spores and some lurkers he had left over and this ball of like 12 corruptors <laughs> should not happen but okay i know i know it was the dumbest dumbest thing because i was like well that's your gg and then i was waiting for rainer to tap out and he was like no and i was like what 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 but what, what? he had all he he had gotten all the way back to infestation pit tech and was three quarters of the way through getting neural parasite and had like a group of investors and then he died. Because <laughs> <laughs> these poor investors are like, well, we can, we can fungal these carriers, I guess. And mm -hmm. Zess was like, okay, sure, you sure, do that, buddy. You do that, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, anyway, I, th I, think, just, I think it's, it's EVP in a nutshell right now. Yeah, I think it's definitely like a Zug mentality we were like i got this i don't need to leave just yet right like not not draw out the game like i'm gonna float my buildings where you know you've lost and you're just delaying the inevitable but zergs have like six ravages and an infest and I'm like i can fungal and then bile them down like i've got this i don't need to leave <laughs> <laughs> there's a chance I... <sighs> that's that's zergs that's the zerg mentality i guess i i mean i'm gonna tell you i have not seen a zerg player refuse to quit like this in probably years in starcraft 2 casting i was absolutely shocked uh and then yeah like it was just so funny because you know i can see everything that's going on rainer can't so he doesn't have perfect vision of what's happening but even i mean i was just like well he's back up to lair tech he's uh infestation pit cool i mean there's no way he wins this he can make it moderately interesting in the final fight maybe but there's no possible way he wins this game. And it was just weird for me to see it and Rainer not really to see it because usually they're so much better at recognizing a defeat uh, than, you know, mm -hmm. than I am anyway. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's all. Again, just in a nutshell, that ZVP. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to be Sky Toss if the game goes on long enough. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, there's a reason that, again, Rainer at Katowice back in February just did a Queen Roach Ravager march with Hydra support every single time in the finals in that ZVP finals. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with the crazy late game Carrier Void Ray, Immortal Disruptor, Templar, or whatever you want in there. It's true. Um, it's just a pain in the butt to deal with. So I was kind of surprised that's, um, that's what he did. Anyway, uh -huh. yeah. if you can sneak it out as a Protoss, you're going to be much happier. Yeah. True fact. Yeah. 
<sighs> so, right. So that's Dark versus Parting. I don't know. Has Parting been doing the Sky Toss thing, or is he just doing... What? ZVPs has he played recently? That's an actual question. I have no idea. In the group stages, he 2-0'd Solar. Uh-huh. And that was all the ZVP he played. What has he played recently? Played DOG and a ASL Open Cup. 3 0 him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, undefined Hong Kong Esports Tournament Qualifier 3. Uh, he 3 0 TPW Gluttony. And yes, Gluttony. Up-and-coming player Gluttony. Gluttony. Yeah, he got yeah. a win over a like a Chinese characters with no English associated with it. It doesn't even show the score. He just got the W. Um, also from the Hong Kong Esports Tournament qualifier. Wow, it's really not, uh, not a lot in here to go off. Uh, right. He tours just... Solar and Daydream. Yeah, like not a lot of ZBZs here to be like, what? Who? Who's he losing to? You know? Yeah. Because he's not. It's a lot of green. Oh, he lost the Scarlet in uh, ESL Open Cup Americas about a month ago. Hmm, that's interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. Oh well. So anyway. I yeah. mean, so the, my question here is just, is parting sky-tossing Zerg, or is he doing timing attacks and proxy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, and he's, he's, known, he's known for the timing attacks and the proxy stuff. He's not really mm -hmm. known, I don't think, as a big sky-toss guy. But in the current meta, like, why wouldn't you be a big sky-toss guy, <laughs> no matter what your personal play style is, right? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, we're going to find I guess out. We'll have to find out. Yeah, yeah. whatever he tries to do here is going to tell us who, how he wants to play ZVP. <laughs> I think a semifinal in GSL is where you kind of put all your cards on the table. Yeah, especially if you know that if you win, you're not facing another ZVP. Like, you can show all your PvZ builds. Oh. doesn't matter because yes. you're going into a PvP. Yes, where he's pretty happy, I think. He's mm -hmm. pretty good in PvPs. He 2-0'd Trap. In the group stages, and then beat Joan. Well, 3-2. He didn't really stomp the kid, but he's winning in PvPs. He is so, winning, I yeah. I assume he's probably more com comfortable there. Probably. In ZVP, but I could but be wrong about that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, P PvP is a, like, a clown fiesta of just, like... Hmm. It's a very standard matchup. No memes ever come from PvP. It's true. <laughs> um... And I think that is a place where potting is very comfortable. Yes. Yeah. In fairness. Anywho. So I think that's, that's uh, all the Starcraft news. Is there anything else? Um, there's rumors we're going to get the new maps put into the map pool, but uh, I'm not holding my breath for that. Mm -hmm. I'll believe it when I see it. Exactly. It will happen. The, mm -hmm. you know, the, <laughs> the one employee they have dealing with Starcraft 2 right now, who is an intern... Mm -hmm. uh, we'll eventually figure out how to drag the map files over into the correct location. Oh, I, and, I assume uh, this person's still trying to get their Blizzard ID to log in, right? Like, they haven't quite been <laughs> e entered into the system yet. <laughs> like, they're allowed on campus, but then they haven't got to log into the computers. Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's sad because it's true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
In sad StarCraft news, it is the two-year anniversary of the passing of Jeff and Control Robinson. Has that been two years already? It's been two years already. I... Oh. Yeah. Okay, time doesn't mean anything. I'm gonna, that's my mantra at this point. I just repeat that when things get crazy. Uh-huh. Time means nothing. Yeah. Two years, great. You could have told me that was a week ago. I'd have been like, yep, makes total sense. All right, so two years ago. Yeah, rest in peace and control. Uh, we miss hmm. you, buddy. We miss ya. Somebody in the Brood War channel on the Discord linked to an amazing cast back with the release of Remastered. Mm-hmm. Where it was in control, day nine and tasteless, casting an artosis game. Oh, <laughs> it was the f- funniest, funniest hour of Brutor commentary I possibly ever heard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, even if you don't like Brutor, I think maybe you could appreciate this cast. So maybe we'll put it in, I don't know, the show notes, or you can come to the Discord and ask for it, and I'll link you to it. But right. Yeah, I was just, it just opens and it's got in control there, just kind of bullshitting with Tasteless. And I'm like, oh, I miss that. He's just such an effortlessly funny guy. Like, some people are funny. You can kind of tell they're trying to be funny. Right. But in control, it just, like, flowed out of him. Mm-hmm. Just like, this is who he is. He just, he, you know, burns people and makes fun of them and mm-hmm. has funny takes about insightful comments about things at the same time. And, mm-hmm. yeah, we miss him. Mm-hmm. I have uh, several like roleplay shows that I just cycle through endlessly, and he is on three of them. And I he is the funniest fucking person in each of those games because he's very different in each of them and also the same. Like he's still Jeff, and it hurts to watch them, but I'm like, I know it's good, and <laughs> I keep yeah. going back to them. Uh. Mm-hmm understandable yeah yeah all right well uh in news that you don't necessarily care about loki finished up Mm. last week it's true i don't care about that yep yep i will just two things i'm gonna say number one everybody expected a series finale uh-huh. Because it sure seems like WandaVision was a one-off and Captain or Falcon of the Winter Soldier was a one-off. So we're like, okay, Loki's a one-off. And instead they were like, yo, announcing season two. And we didn't answer all the questions. Wait for season two. And everyone's like, what? Okay. So yeah, everybody's like emotionally ready for this. We're going to answer all the questions and close all the loops. And it's going to be an awesome thing. And then they're like, just kidding. No, we're going to do more of this. And that was interesting. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and then number two, they basically introduced their villain in the final episode, which is generally considered a, a bad way to do things. But then when it turned out that, no, this is going to have a season two, then okay, it was more all right to more introduce your right. villain at the end of season one because you're going to have a whole season two to get to know him too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but sure. yeah, basically the actor Jonathan Majors, who's like one of the more talented, just interesting actors in show business right now, he comes in. They basically play a combination of a couple of different characters in the Marvel universe because that's what they do. Is they take, they, sometimes they'll combine certain characters from the comics and make them an MCU character, mm-hmm. or you know, change a character enough to where it's still the same character, but not really. Anyway, they combined two separate characters into this one, and of this, you know, 45, 48 minute episode, he kind of just monologues for like thirty-five minutes of it. 
And it's kind of amazing. Like, he's so good at what he does, and he's so talented and so charismatic and captivating that it works. So, okay. I don't know. It's just, it's one of the more interesting performances I've ever seen in the MCU. I don't think they've ever asked anyone in the entire MCU to hold that much of your attention for that long in any of their properties, their movies or their TV shows. So they trusted him with it. And he's going to be the big bad for the, you know, phase four of the MCU. So he's going to okay. be in the movies. He's going to be in the TV shows. He is the guy. And I think they cast perfectly. I think he nailed it. I think he's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I do have the question of how people who don't watch the TV show are going to get introduced to him because, uh, I mean, obviously way more people go to see the MCU movies than they get to go to see, than they watch the TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do if he shows up in the Doctor Strange movie or uh, possibly in the Spider-Man. He has officially been cast for an Ant-Man movie that's coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp 3 Quantum entanglement or something yes something <laughs> something like that for sure quantum mania um, there you go yeah quantum mania i couldn't remember thank you anyway um right so that's interesting too how they're going to introduce this big bad he's the new thanos basically the new big bad into the movies mm-hmm. uh, i can't imagine they're going to be like go watch season one of loki and then you can watch our movie you know hmm I mean, Probably not. I, I'm worried that knowing he's going to be in the movies is just going to be like, well, I know there's no meaningful resolution to the TV show then. I can skip season two of Loki. Um, yeah, they're not going to defeat him. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's like introducing Thanos in, you know, at the end of Avengers and being like, here's well, Thanos. And then yeah. they don't defeat him until seven movies later. Right. But he's also not introduced as the main villain he's just a guy doing stuff behind the scenes right like yes. we, we know he's coming but he's not here yet uh, if right because there's always someone else in the way essentially like or but, he's got other people doing his work for him like loki sure is loki doing uh, in avengers he's very specifically working for uh, Thanos to conquer earth yeah uh, yeah yeah Sure. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Sometimes he just sends other people to do it, and then they fail, and eventually he's like, fine, it's me. Right, yeah. but, but also that has the same effect. If someone said, hey, I want to watch Endgame, what do I need to watch before it? I, I don't go, well, you need to watch Avengers, because that's where he, Thanos is really set up. I, no, you don't need to. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm done with that explanation. I think that works. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so essentially he is one of the characters he's here is Kang, who's a big time, long running villain in the MC in the Marvel universe. Okay, he's effectively a time traveler, right? So it makes sense in like the multiverse jumper and all this stuff. What's funny is his character in the comics is always wearing this really ridiculous purple suit. Uh-huh. And he's got this kind of robot mask thing on to where when I saw him previously, I always assumed. That he was a robot of some kind? No, he's a dude. He just wears a robot mask. I don't know why. It's a weird design choice. Mm. I guess it's kind of like Iron Man that way. Kind of. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Iron Man's face is integrated with the rest of his suit, so it's thematically consistent. If Iron Man just walked around wearing, like, a purple suit and then the Iron Man helmet, people would think that was pretty weird. (laughs) Yes. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, like, let me... Here, I'll show you a picture. Oh, no, I've, I, I know who this one this guy looks like, yeah. Okay, good. No. Yeah, I just... 
The color scheme is horrendous, and I'm sure that Mar the MCU will fix all of these things because they always do. Uh huh. I mean, they made Iron Man great, and Iron Man in the comics is not great. <laughs> uh, it depends on the like the comic, I think. But yeah, yeah, largely, I yeah. think his character design is a little wonky. I think most superheroes in comics are a little wonky because you can get away mm -hmm. with a lot of stuff. Uh, to match like the color palette of everything being bright and poppy. Um, yes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, totally. Yep. So that's all. I just I find every panel of comics with King in it. I just I don't can't take him seriously as a big bad. I just don't <laughs> find him threatening or menacing at all. No. And it doesn't help that somebody linked <laughs> a comic panel where <laughs> he steals. A picture of lemonade from a lemonade stand? <laughs> I did see this. <laughs> and he has the line, Conquering Earth makes me thirsty. <laughs> hey, you owe me like two bucks or something. And the little girl's like, yeah. <laughs> Running after him. <laughs> this child. <laughs> right, she's like 12. She's like, I'm not afraid of this potential existential threat to my entire planet. You get back here and give me my $4. <laughs> <laughs> So the comics are not helping themselves <laughs> with Kang, I don't think. But I, I don't know. There's a lot of hardcore comics fans who are super into Kang. And so maybe there's just a bunch of stuff that I'm missing here. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, that's it. That's the announcement. He's the big bad in, uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm -hmm. uh, Phase 4. Which, again, is going to be hard to pull off just because they they got rid of Robert Downey Jr. They got rid of Chris Evans. They got rid of Scarlett Johansson. Like, there's this list. Chadwick Boseman died. I think they were planning on keeping him around, but then he passed. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So a ton of these big names are out, and they have to try to sell us on the new kids, which is never an easy thing to do. I mean, they're going to they're gonna have to do that anyway. Um, yep. And honestly, I think most people are not sold. <laughs> If I had to Agreed. be honest, yeah. On phase four, hundred percent. Yeah. But like they'll watch the Spider-Man stuff because Tom Holland's great and he's not gone. Do you say he's now um, gone or he's not gone? He's not gone. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the Spider-Man stuff will do fine, but I think the Eternals is gonna bomb. That looks like the most boring thing of all time. <laughs> I honestly like you show me that trailer and tell me it's part of MCU canon, and I'm like, what? Really? Really? This is like worse than Thor Dark World. <laughs> uh, it does. It looks way more boring than at least Thor Dark World. I remember a couple of exciting things happening. And, and in the Eternals trailer, it's like, we're going to stand around and look seriously at each other. It's like, what? What name, is this? Name three exciting things that happened in Thor Dark World other than the end credits as one of them. Because, I mean, honest, honestly, by the time I got to the end credits, that was pretty exciting. <laughs> Oh, right, no. Yeah, meta, meta, meta excitement. Yeah. Um, okay, there's a scene where bad guy shows up and totally throws a car and smashes stuff. That was pretty exciting. Classic, classic bad guy maneuver. Uh, you, don't think, you don't think anything will get thrown in the Eternals? Um, according to that trailer, literally everyone stands around and has serious conversations about stuff. Mm, okay. And I mean, the other problem is the Eternals are, the whole concept is that they're eternal. They've been around forever. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they've stayed out of all of the conflicts that we've seen so far in the MCU because of reasons. Because of reasons. Which leads me to believe they're like Ents. They just stand around and talk about possibly intervening, intervening in mm-hmm. the world. But, you know, we'll talk about it for another four months and then it'll probably be over by then, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a part of that where it's like these people have a long view of history and that's where their focus yeah. is on. Like, I can kind of yeah. get that, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the Ents, too. The Ents have a long view of history because they're super well, old, too. I mean, the Ents are also very, very slow is the difference there. Like, the Ents know that they, like, they can never be an active civilization because they just don't have the numbers and the breeding cycle is incredibly slow. So any losses incurred is potentially devastating. So the Ents don't really have, like, a super distinct care for the long view of history, but more of a passive one where it's like... We're, we're trees. We survived this. We'll survive whatever comes next as well. Um, but Eternals, like, if the idea is that they're, they're, like, meddling in the shadows, guiding the course, and the individual conflicts, like Loki invading, they don't need to go and physically deal with themselves, then there is an interesting story to be told there. I but I don't, I don't know if it makes for a very cinematic story. <laughs> yeah, that's my concern. Yeah. My hype level for that is about zero. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, phase four. It's going to be difficult to pull off. Is it going to be harder than it was to pull off phase, like, phase two or whatever it was, right? Mm. I have no idea where the phases start. But I always felt like pulling off the first Avengers film was an incredible feat. Mm-hmm. Because nobody really felt like it could be done well. Like a big ensemble superhero movie. Like, eh. Mm. it's just it's a lot of spinning plates it's a lot of stuff to try to try to make work and they did mm-hmm. and i think that succeeding really really set this thing off but they went for it sure uh well and then you know just starting in t- uh, starting just from square one you know making the hulk movie and having it be fairly poorly received <laughs> right you the, think so? the hulk movie yeah yeah I mean, so bad they redid it. <laughs> like, well, do over. Okay. So there are there's two Hulk movies, yeah. Yes, yeah, that's what I said. Do over. Right, but they didn't make one of them, if I remember correctly. Someone else oh. made one. It was like, um, Sony did one or something. Like they did. Um, I think MCU claims them both, though. No. List of feature films. Because there's 2003 Hulk, and then there's the Incredible Hulk, which is the one that Marvel claims. It's in the MCU Wikipedia article. The 2003 one? Uh, oh, nope, you're right. I was... Anyway, nope, you're correct. So the Incredible Hulk in 08. Yeah, that's that's like the one that they count. That's MCU. Yeah. Okay. Which actually, interestingly enough, on the like Google... Here's like some stuff about when it, when it came out. It shows a picture of, um, who's the guy who actually plays the Hulk now? Ruffalo. Yeah, it shows him and like the here's some pictures from the movie, and I'm like, <laughs> that's no, right. uh, no, he, <laughs> that, nope. That is some wishful thinking, my friend. Yeah, yeah. The are they trying to retcon it? Uh, well, I clicked on the image, and it's from 
Screen Rant, I think it is. Yeah, Screen okay. Rant. Ten ways that the Incredible Hulk ties into the wider MCU, and they used a screenshot of Ruffalo turning into the Hulk. So, <laughs> and then that that gets pulled in to the 2008 uh, of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the Hulk movie from 03, there are four different production companies, Universal Pictures, Valhalla Motion Picture, Good Machine, and Marvel Studios. Hmm. So uh. Marvel Studios, which I guess is the precursor to, I don't know, something. <laughs> I don't understand this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So the difference is the 2008 movie has Valhalla Motion Pictures and Marvel Studios as the production companies and distributed by uh, Universal Pictures, where the other one mm. has been produced by four four cooks. <laughs> four production companies. That's not a great sign. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think the, at the, like, 2003 Marvel Studios was just, like, yeah, our branding's on it. And that's what that is. It's not an actual any... They didn't really do any production stuff. They just, like, we own it, so we get to put out our time... Like, our stamp on it. Yeah. Like, if I had to guess. And they don't really claim it, either. Mm, no. No. So, I was just looking at the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, wiki, and Phase okay. 4 yeah. has a lot of stuff that is apparently coming. Oh, Yeah. Like, yes. Like, so many things. Yes. Like. And I named, like, three of them. Yeah, so just in TV, there's yeah. WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, seasons one and two. What if, right, apparently that's already yeah. confirmed for two seasons, uh, Miss yeah. Marvel, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, Iron Heart, Iron Wars, and I Am Groot. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of stuff. That is so many things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to watch all that. <laughs> you don't have to. I'm not, probably, the great thing. I'm probably not going to. Yeah. Well, that solves that. <laughs> <laughs> it totally does. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you, the only stuff that I'm really interested in is the Spider-Man, the Doctor Strange, the Thor, um, and... Guardians? Um, Guardians and the Ant-Man. Yeah, I think about, most of it. What about Blade? Are you interested in the Blade movie? No. I'm also not interested in Eternals or the Shang-Chi movie. Well, what about the Fantastic Four movie? Not really. Has anyone ever successfully done a Fantastic Four movie? The answer is no. No, of course not. No. I believe in them that they can do it, but I'm not looking forward to it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Again, I'm not a Fantastic Four guy anyway. Like, I've never been drawn to them as heroes that I think are cool and interesting. They're just not. Right. <laughs> it's very fair. Um, Part of it is their suits are boring. Sure. And they all wear the same one. Too much yeah. uniformity. I need yeah. the heroes to be independent. That's all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Guardians is going to be good. James, James Gunn is back for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I can't I'm, go. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna watch Paul Rudd's Ant Man. Like I love him in that role. Yes. So Paul, I mean, yes, Paul Rudd. Even if I don't particularly care about what what it's going to set up or what it's going to achieve, right? Paul Rudd will always be a gem to watch. 
Agreed. Yeah. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with the Black Panther. Um. Because in universe, it goes uh, to his sister. Well, right. Yeah. But at this at this point, he's not dead. Right. They'll just right? they'll just kill him off screen. Is what will happen. Oh, that's so rough. Well, I mean, that's rough. But is it better or worse than like Grand Moff talking him? Where they they just right. CGI puppet him and be like, I pass on my legacy to you. Will I go hang out in Wakanda somewhere? And just be like, he's really alive. He's just taking a step back. Right. Well, here's the thing. He, I mean, he died of cancer. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't sudden. So I'm sure he had conversations with, the, you know, with Feige about how do we handle this, right? Maybe. At some point. Don't know. I don't know. Yeah, T'Challa has not been recast. So he's just gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think Shuri's the next Black Panther, but how they're going to, like, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like there's good ways and there's bad ways to do this. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, like I said, I'm just curious to see how they pull it off. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, the rest of it. The what if is kind of interesting in that it's just a bunch of, they're animated Individual episodes of, like, what if Robert Downey Jr. was actually running around with the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Is that what the what if is going to be? Yeah. Like, Uh, what if T'Challa is Spider-Man? What if, right? It's like just putting different heroes in different situations. Sure, but, I mean, that would require them to rehire Robert Downey Jr., (laughs) Uh, right, sorry, no, I'm giving examples. Okay. I don't, right, I'm sorry, those are bad examples. Well, it, we should it, use it, people who are still <laughs> still in the MCU. Good call. Right, right, because here's the problem. That is great. Like, what if Iron Man was chilling with the Guardians of the Galaxy? Fantastic. I would love to see that. They're not going to do that, right? Right. E- everyone who you would like to see a what if about, they don't have it anymore. And uh, I, they oh check this out Chadwick Boseman's actually in this. They got his voice work before he passed. Oh okay. So, so he's gonna leave. It, go. He's gonna leave like a, a voice recording on the on in the answering if? machine for his sister no. to be like take over. I I think they might have actually had him do all of his lines before he died. Uh, okay. So like T'Challa is gonna be in what if? So maybe that's how. Maybe that's how they transition it in here. I don't know. Maybe. So here's the characters that are involved. Peggy Carter, T'Challa, Thanos, Howard Stark, Hank Pym, Nebula, Grandmaster, Howard the Duck, Thor, Loki, Nick Fury, Killmonger. Oh, it's animated. Yes. I missed that. I missed uh, that. Sorry. Jane Foster, Hawkeye. So I mean, Bruce Banner, Bucky Barnes, like the Korg, Taserface. Sure. There are some characters in here I'm interested in. I don't see why not. Um, Tony Stark will be voiced by somebody else. He's going to be in there, and it won't be Robert Downey Jr. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, they couldn't afford him. Just no. the answer. Like, he knows his worth now, right? Like, well, he yeah. knew his worth, like, before, I think, sometime around the first Avengers movie, when he was basically the lead in an ensemble movie. <laughs> Right. Well, after Iron Man made like a billion dollars, I think that was maybe. I don't think Iron Man made a billion dollars. Iron Man did well. I don't think it made a lot of money. 
like comparatively. It was enough to make every. It made five hundred million dollars. It yeah. did all right. It did fine. I'm I'm not arguing that, but it's it was the point at which uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. could renegotiate his contract to include points, uh, like percentage of right. proceed uh, sales and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I I think he like he is. <laughs> Very well aware that he could do that again if they want him for anything. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're just not willing to pay for him at the moment. And he Agreed. he might not want to do the work either. Sure, he might be tired of the role. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, so uh, Spider-Man, Ancient One, Vision, Ultron, Black Widow, Gamora, Drax, Wanda... Shuri and the Dora Milaje are also featured in the series. So I don't know. They've got a pretty good sampling of different characters from the MCU in this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the big the big hitters are basically out, but I don't know. I think it's it. I might be. I'll probably give the first episode a shot and see if we like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to turn my nose up if it turns out to be good. Right. Right, right. We'll see how the buzz goes about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what Ironheart is. I don't know what Armor Wars is. Uh, <laughs> so there's a bunch of these that I'm like, whatever. I, I have vague memory of Armor Wars might be like um, several competing people steal Iron Man armors or invent their own. And that it's like a technological arms race over Iron Man suits. Oh, okay. Like from the comics, that's what it is. I don't know what it's going to be. But sure. if I had to guess, it would be the War Machine spinoff from Iron Man. Okay, I'm down. Because he's got an Iron Man suit and he's still alive. Yes. Yeah. And then Secret Invasion is a very famous comic book line where scrolls invade Earth. Yep. Like, I have seen some stuff from there, with Deadpool especially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I want, that's going to be interesting, though, because, like, the scrolls are basically set up as protagonists in the MCU. For them to stage a kind of invasion of Earth would be a very interesting tone switch for what they are right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it'll just be like, hey, the uh, the scrolls in the Captain Marvel movie, uh, while they were good, that doesn't rep- it's not representative of their entire species, like humans. So these ones are bad now. Okay, thanks. That'll that'll be it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Although you remember that uh, in the Spider-Man movie, no, that Nick Fury trusted a scroll to take his place. Oh, sure. While Nick was on vacation. Sure. Um. Again, there are some... not representative of the entire race. Yeah. 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 Man, That's I still fair. have no idea what Nick Fury's doing. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> like Far From Home came out when. Two years ago. Over two years ago. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) I mean, and the next Spider-Man movie is this weird multiverse thing, too, with, like, uh, Andrew Garfield and... um, Is that confirmed? Tobey Maguire. No way home. Yep. Okay. Uh, there's literally an article here from yesterday. Sorry, I'm not con- still not convinced Spider-Man No Way Home is a multiverse movie. Is that what the article says? That's the headline. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> Guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, 
Sure. I mean, <laughs> when's that supposed to come out? I have literally no clue. Uh, it's December. It's like Christmas time. This year? Yeah. You think that'd be like, here's a trailer? Yeah, soon, right? Yeah. You'd think so. That's a good point. They had that little announcement trailer that was all meta where, like, they didn't tell Tom Holland what was going on because he can't keep his mouth shut. That was pretty funny. <laughs> but as far as, like, a trailer of what, what this is going to be, they haven't done that yet. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of fan-made trailers <laughs> on YouTube yep, that they came sense. out within the last week from... I would not call them, like... Fan-made is maybe the wrong way. It's screen culture. So it's like a verified account, right? Uh, yeah, but it's... But it couldn't that's... be the actual trailer because it's using footage from, like, the original Spider-Man. Right. Uh, yeah, and there's Electro playing Insubizzy Spider on a <laughs> substation. Right. I hate that movie. Um, I hate that movie so much. <laughs> like, I kind of like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, but he's none of his movies are good. He's he's a he's, he's a fine Spider-Man. He's a terrible Peter Parker. Um, he's too cool to be uh, Peter Parker. I think he's way too cool to be Peter Parker. It's entirely fair. Yeah, he is. It's funny. It's real funny how Sony's like, what are outcast teenagers like these days? I know. We'll make him handsome and brooding and a skateboarder. And it's like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So bad at this. Yeah, you're right. Agreed. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Nick Fury will be in that. Like, we have literally not seen him for a very long time. You're right. Yeah. It's a great question. Question. Uh, so the next MCU movie is the Shang Chi one, mm -hmm. Legend of the Ten Rings, September, which I guess was teased in the original Iron Man movie. What was it really? Yeah, because um, the people who kidnap and try to kill Tony Stark, uh, one of them, like they refer to themselves as the Ten Rings. Oh. I've yeah. not seen that movie in a very long time. Good call. Yeah, and there's a very prominent scene where he's, like, adjusting one of the rings. It's, like, super close up in focus. He's, like, adjusting his ring, and then he goes to meet Obadiah Stane. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Is this going somewhere? Right. 20 years later. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I don't know. They're advertising the Shang Chi movie like crazy during the NBA finals, so I've seen the trailer a hundred times, and I just nothing about it looks interesting to me. So, okay, it looks like a very boilerplate standard like modern day ninja movie. That's all it is. It's I mean, like a, I'm a jet, uh, it's a Jet Li film that doesn't, which is fine. Yeah, like I can get and behind a lot that. of people are into Jet Li ninja movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not really my thing necessarily. Sure. So anyway, oh, they're going to introduce some Eternals characters into. Oh, good. So there will be. Movie. There will be people be standing around talking. Yeah. Yeah. Get to know. Super cool. Hmm. Anyway. Hmm. I mean, they've already made all of the money. I don't necessarily <laughs> think they're going to be bummed if any of these things flop. I really don't. Right. That is an excellent point. Their war chest is billions of dollars. I think they're okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And if it doesn't do well, they'll just buy something else and then do that. <laughs> <laughs> they'll find a new toy to play with. Yeah. We'll oh, no. Disney. Absolutely. Disney. Right. 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 Don't forget Disney's behind all of this. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm most impressed by, maybe not most, but something I just don't ever talk about is like Disney has not run interference with this as far as we know, or if they've run interference, it's been fine. Define interference. Like this, yeah. Um, like we just haven't heard stories about Disney execs making changes to stuff that Feige wants to do mm. or that Marvel people want to do. Okay. It really, again, I'm not, I don't know if this is the case, but I've never heard anybody indicate anything other than they bought the MCU said, use our money to make your movies and then give them on their way, right? Like, the only condition was give us something that can sell toys and theme park rides, right? Yes. So as you do that and come out with a net profit, we don't care. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I think maybe they've learned a hands-off management style really works for Marvel movies. Uh, I mean, yes. mm -hmm. Considering I don't, I don't know, it's though. the most profitable like movie franchise ever in the history of the world. Very true. Right, right. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. Hope so. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, good. Enough MCU chatter, but definitely stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to talk about... Yeah. The So the space stuff that's going on right now. Like Jeff Bezos went into space today. Sure, yep. That's the thing that happened. It is a thing what happened. Think what happened. Uh, a lot of people are very upset. Uh huh. Sure. Which I think is kind of just the default state of the world at large right now. If anything happens, there's going to be a group of people who are upset. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. He. <laughs> so my favorite part of this whole story is that when he came back, he says, "Let me pull up this quote real quick." I also want to thank every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer because you guys paid for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's true. You're not wrong. Why is he speaking truth? <laughs> uh, like, he's not lying. Uh, it's just... Why did he say that? Right? (laughs) Maybe he was just, like, giddy. He was just so emotionally wound up after being like, Ooh, I was in space. He had the best run as high. Yeah, I'm gonna say stuff. (laughs) And there's no handler right there to, like, turn off his mic. Right. That's, anyway. that's a great quote um, it, from a guy yeah. like underpaying all of his workers and right making I delivery guys a... pee in bottles to make quotas. Yes, I yeah. saw a ton of stuff on Reddit today where it's like, "Quick, he's in space. Let's unionize!" Or like, <laughs> yeah. "Now's your chance. Now's your chance to use the bathroom." <laughs> My favorite one was, "Thanks, Jeff Bezos, for leaving the planet so someone else could have a chance to be the richest person on Earth for a little bit." <laughs> Uh, I I thought that was funny yeah that's amazing the one thing that has been annoying is all the people who are like 
he's riding a dick. Right. And, and it's like, it's a spaceship. It's got to have an aerodynamic design to it. Like, there's a purpose for its design. He didn't intentionally say, I want to ride a boner into space, right? Like, that's not what happened. And right. And everybody was drawing comparisons to the Austin Powers movie where Dr. Evil rides a rocket into space and it's very intentionally phallic because it's an Austin Powers movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Austin Powers. Please don't make any more Austin Powers movies. Different time, Austin Powers movies. <laughs> a different time. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, again, I, I made my stance on this clear. I don't care if billionaires exist. I do get pissed off when they don't pay their taxes, and I pay my taxes. That's entirely stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I mean, I saw a bunch of that stuff, too. Like, sure. you know, you have enough money to go to space. Pay your freaking taxes. Pay your fair share. Mm-hmm. Which, not as funny. More rage and uh, upsetness behind those tweets, for sure. Sure, yeah. You just overall, I don't know. I'm cool with the space exploration stuff. It seems like yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> it seems like you know, Earth governments weren't super interested in it anymore. So someone should do it. Someone should do it. Yeah, that's yeah. we need. We need to get an offsite backup of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Pref- preferably at least 200 yards away in a flame-proof safe. Uh, like any good backup. Of anything physical should be. Well, and that yes, <laughs> that's the plan. That's entirely the plan. Mm-hmm. Mm, so I'm trying to remember what is the plan here for Mars. Oh, it's like years away, right? Like it is centuries. It is. No, it's pretty ambitious. Mm. Like Musk has definitely set a goal for like. There you go. 2026. He's gonna. He wants to land humans on Mars by 2026. Press X to doubt. X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm. But I'm just saying. He has some incredibly lofty goals here. Yeah. Sure. Have the goals. I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um. If you told me he was gonna land on, like, have people on the moon and back by 2026, I'd believe that. Right. Mm, Do okay. a couple of tests within the local space before you go. Slightly further out. Hmm. I'm. I don't know if that's part of the plan, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yep. Yeah. So overall, space exploration is cool. I'm down with it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. And Bezos should pay his taxes and give his workers bathroom breaks. At the end. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you saw that Tom Scott video with the totally automated grocery store thing, right? Yeah. Holy crap. Yep. That was... Man. Again, Tom Scott has the best videos, first uh-huh. of all. It's true. But how do, like, how do we not know about this? How is this not all over the place? Uh, like, it's this incredibly... It's a super automated grocery store order fulfillment hub. Mm-hmm. In England, I think. Mm-hmm. I would assume so, yeah. Uh, what did they call it? A hive. A hive mind <laughs> network. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
Uh, I think the reason why nobody's heard of this is because whatever grocery chain that implemented it has no reason to really tell anyone about it. Because it's like, hey, you can order your groceries delivered online. <laughs> and that's the end of it. <laughs> We're not going to be like, and it'll be packed by a robot who's taking people's jobs. Right. But that's what's happening. Anyway. <laughs> I don't I don't think they're taking people's jobs. They're just making those jobs significantly more efficient. Okay. Yeah. So the reason I bring it up is I have to imagine that as forward thinking as Bezos is with technology and everything, mm-hmm. that he's gonna automate the warehouse process Probably. in the next five or ten years, right? Probably. Yeah. Um, I did see a headline that was um, Amazon hire management worried that they will run out of people to hire because they're burning through people so quickly. Like people are burning out, getting quit, getting quitting or being fired, and they're running out of people just to hire. So automation yeah. might be required for them. See, and that's what I've always kind of been thinking in the back of my mind is like Bezos treats his people like crap because he knows soon enough he doesn't need people anymore. Right. So he doesn't need any long term, you know, good word of mouth so we can keep hiring people for the next 50 years. That's not the plan. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, I it just. I imagine that anyone who's looking to um, automate basically 90% of their workforce is going to have the very, very hard decision of saying, well, do we lower prices because our costs are dropping? Or do we just hold on to all these extra profits? Because I think... (laughs) That's the turning point right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I think if you want to automate your workforce, sure... But you gotta start lowering the costs of like people to buy shit, <laughs> right? You have to. Yep, you'd think so. But again, we just talked about how Jeff Bezos is being very short-sighted about all of this. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I guess simultaneously, also looking forward to the automation concept. I don't know; it's hard to. Bleh, 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 indeed. Bleh, bleh. I say. Hey, Critter's in chat. What's up, Critter? The Rock for President, indeed. <laughs> I, uh, every has, day. Has he I announced his expect- campaign? I know. <laughs> well, I just... Mm, yeah. No. I don't know. Can we have, like, a a ruling? Nobody from the Fast and Furious franchise is out of being government. <laughs> like... We are, we've had a professional wrestler be a governor of a state and a bodybuilder slash actor become a governor of California. Sure. They're long past. Sure. Long past that. But I think Fast and Furious is like, is like next level for those kinds of things. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Do you know, uh, know. my favorite Fast and Furious fact is Dwayne Johnson and who's the other vin diesel uh vehicle identification number diesel uh yes they hate each other <laughs> and do they? yeah they filmed several movies sharing no scenes together <laughs> that's <laughs> like the fast dang. and furious movie there's i think it's fast and furious six they have one scene together <laughs> and apparently it was hard to shoot <laughs> uh understandably so I yeah get that 
Yeah, that's hilarious. So two prominent characters in that movie, and uh, they can't like they, they didn't share any scenes. It's great. Um, Man, that reminds me of that Riverdale movie that I linked. That apparently you watched. I did watch movie. that. Yeah, YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. Where season four. <laughs> There's a scene where they just want the whole cast to stand around this fire in their Mm -hmm. underwear because it's Riverdale. Right. And it's cold outside. And one of the actors is like, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) And so they're like, "Uh, I guess your character's dead then, I guess. And they totally, season four is entirely based on the decision of one actor to not participate in a scene, which is amazing to me. Right. I mean... The way I would have resolved that is to have one of the other characters who was willing to do it look to someone off screen and say, hey, come over here, and then <laughs> cut. <laughs> and then have him record a voice line that's like, no, it's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> but we're by the fire. We're standing around the fire, though. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm going home. That's it. Done. Fixed. Yeah. You don't need to pretend that he's dead. <laughs> But again, the other message of that video is the writers just make stuff up as they go along, and the actors know it. They talk about it. You ask the actors about how things go, and they're like, we don't know what's going to happen because the writers don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have never heard of the show Riverdale until today. Oh, Uh, okay. I'm not going to lie, I kind of want to watch it because it looks like a <laughs> shit show. <laughs> right? Yeah, like... and that's one of the first things the guy in the video says is, people do not watch this because it is good. People <laughs> no. watch this because it is bad, and they're entertained by that. Right, right. Look, if you if you put like a 40-second scene where Archie dies, he gets hit by Truckkin, and then gets uh, Isekai'd into Riverdale, I will 100% watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Yeah. Very truth. Yeah. Uh, anywho, The Rock should be president. I would be happy to vote for him. Mm-hmm. I should set up a Google alert for The Rock announces president candidacy. Uh, yeah, you go, you go ahead and do that. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Back in May, I missed this story. The Rock says he'll consider running for president if the people want me to. Where do I sign? (laughs) He'll think about it if there's public support. I have a goal and an interest and an ambition to unite our country. If this is what the people want, I'll do it. Start a chain.org petition. I, my gosh. Yes. I'm going to do that after this podcast, which is right now. Because at least 46% of Americans would support a presidential run for The Rock, according to a new poll. Hmm. Well. Fair enough. All right. We will watch that with great interest. (laughs) We'll watch his career with great interest. Exactly. Wow. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dude, that prequel memes, really? Wow. Yes. That's fair. Such Mm -hmm. an old man. Mm Hmm. The oldest. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Is that it? I think I think we're done. Yeah. 
All right, sounds good. So that right there is going to be it from us today. This has been Sabacron and Falcon Paladin with another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. You can watch this live over at twitch.tv slash Somicron every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and like 11 a.m. Australian. Mm -hmm. You can also support the podcast directly at patreon.com slash Somicron. And we've got a store, falconpaladin.store, for all of your merch needs. We ship worldwide. We can convert stuff to your currency. It's very cool and fancy. And until next time, as always, thanks for hanging out. Stay safe, stay healthy out there. And above all, you take care of yourselves. Goodbye. Bye.